0: Live
1: and welcome to the four o'clock hour of Bob Bernie Live. We welcome our listeners here in Columbus, Ohio on WRFD. Uh, you would expect me to be behind the microphone, but we also today have the privilege of welcoming our listeners in Washington D.C. on our Washington D.C. affiliate WAVA one hundred five point one. FM in Washington. Welcome. Don Crow is away from the microphone, uh, getting a little R&R. Well-deserved. He'll be back with you soon, but it is my privilege to guest host, and we are simulcasting here in Columbus and in Washington, D.C. Well, the Ohio Senate race has caught the attention of the entire country. Obviously, Ohio is one of the key states in electing presidents, has been for many, many years. And uh, I've lived here in Ohio for about 46 years. Uh, I don't believe I've ever seen such a hotly contested Senate race on the Republican side as we are in the midst of here this year. And it's my privilege to welcome one of those Senate candidates to the program, J.D. Vance, who is uh, the author of Hillbilly Elegies," Successful Businessman. And uh, J.D. Vance, it is a delight to welcome you to the program again. Welcome back.
2: Thank you. Thank you, Bob. Thanks
1: for having me. It is it is my pleasure. It's my, uh, my honor. Uh, since you and I talked last, which hasn't been that long ago, uh, your campaign has received some major news. You have received the endorsement of former President Donald Trump. Uh, I have been dying to ask you, did you expect this? Were you completely surprised? And how in the world did this come about?
2: <laughs> I wasn't completely surprised. Uh, I definitely thought there was a chance he wouldn't endorse at all. I thought that if he did endorse, I, I had a good chance
1: of getting it. Um, why? You know, what, what happened? Why? Is why why I, you? I was, Be- and here's well, the reason well, why. Yeah. Well, of, of all of the Senate candidates, you are the only one who was really a, a never Trumper at one time. So. I think it's just a little bizarre and strange that President Trump endorsed you.
2: Well, I, I, let me let me address that first. Let me I just tell you the, the story because it's pretty funny. I was actually having a milkshake with my kid on Good Friday, and uh, I get a phone call, um, and I answer it, and the person on the other line says, "Hey, this is Donald Trump," and I said, "Is it really?"
1: <laughs> he wait wait he said, yeah, called I, you personally.
2: He called me personally and said, yeah. you know, I've watched the race closely. And, I, and this answers your question, actually. He said, look, um, I know – and he and I have talked about the race a number of times. He, he knows that I was not an early fan of his. And what he said is, you know, look, very often the people who have been the best advocates of my agenda are not the people who were you know, easy to get. They're the people who became sort of converted because they saw me in action and they saw what I was doing. And I think that that's true of me, uh, certainly will be true of me when I get to the Senate – so I think the president understands that a lot of people didn't like him early on. He's, he's not a vindictive guy, despite what the media says. He, he likes it when he changes people's minds. I also think that, you know, I mean, what, what, one of the things he was, he was impressed by with our campaign is, is that it's about substance. If you you know look at what we've done and how we've performed at the debates and the policies that we've ran on, you know, Trump doesn't like sloganeering politicians. He doesn't like people who just repeat the same talking points. Basically, they have their consultants write lines for them, and they deliver them like it's a script. He likes people who actually believe in things. And on, on a lot of issues, from breaking up the big tech companies to bringing manufacturing jobs back from China and Mexico to really handling the crisis we have at the southern border, he sees me as the guy who's best on the issues. And that matters to Trump. And so, you know, was, was not surprised, was certainly uh, ple- pleasant, pleasantly uh, pleased by it. But, but, also, you know, would not have been surprised frankly, if he'd endorsed nobody. So we're thrilled to have it and and especially given how much negative advertising has gone into this race, you know, of course, most of it from out of state to try to paint me as a never trumper it's really uh, it's it's really nice to have the president's support because you know now I can just point to people and say, "Look, well, if Donald Trump trusts that I actually believe these things and Trump trusts me to live on his agenda." then maybe the characterization of me as never-Trump is false, and of course it is.
1: Well, in the interest of full disclosure, I was a never-Trumper as well until he was elected. And then I determined he's my president, I'm going to support him as much as I can. And I was incredibly surprised at his presidency, and for the most part, I was a strong supporter. So uh, back in the primary days before the presidential election, I think you and I were in the same camp. Uh, He was probably the least likely candidate for me to to support. But anyway, uh, that kind of, and you're right, your opponents, probably more than anything else, your opponents have used your comments, your own quotes, and even audio of the negative things you said about Trump to use against you. It's going to be really difficult for them to use those quotes any longer
2: yeah, they're gonna to have to find a new line of attack. And that's that's one of the great things about the president's endorsement. You know it's it's funny, political endorsements rarely move voters. Uh, most people don't care. The one exception where, you know, a, a person's endorsement really matters has been President Trump's. And I think in part, Bob, it's because so many of our voters, I mean, certainly me, it's one of the reasons why I didn't love Trump at the beginning. Just they mistrust politicians instinctively and and they see Trump as one of the people they can actually trust. And so his endorsement's helpful for any candidate, but given how my opponents have made the entire race really about me and whether I was sufficiently supportive of the president, uh, it, it's a little funny, and I do enjoy uh, this phase that we're in where they're all scrambling to find a new line of attack. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, yeah, because the campaigning from everybody, and including you, to be honest, I love Trump more than you do. Oh, no, 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 I love Trump more than you do. No, 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 I love Trump. And this really does change the entire campaign. Uh, have you seen a bump in the polls yet? I mean, this is really, really fresh. But have you seen a bump in the polls?
2: Yeah, it's very new. And, we you know, I haven't polled the race. Nobody that I know has uh, since the president endorsed me. Obviously, he, he endorsed me on Good Friday. And then we had Easter weekend yeah um i i really think a lot of people are just finding out about it uh so i expect that we'll see a very big bump um but you know we'll we'll, we'll see it, uh when we actually when we actually look at the numbers but you know as i told you the last time we spoke bob i felt like we we're in a good place to win the race a uh, really good position uh, i feel like we're in a better position now so yeah you know, we'll see how it goes we have still got to work hard here in the last couple of weeks but it definitely feels like like uh, the race is 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 going in our direction all
1: right we need to take a break we're talking with jd vance republican candidate for the united states senate in the state of ohio quick break my telephone number is 877 bob live we'll be right back with more with jd vance
0: Talk radio that makes a difference. Makes a difference. This is Bob Bernie
1: Live. Welcome back to Bob Bernie Live, and welcome again to JD Vance, Republican candidate for the United States Senate here in the state of Ohio. Uh, JD, I am not under any kind of delusion about my personal influence on you or any other politician. I doubt that you lie awake at night wondering what I think. Uh, but for whatever it's worth, I just want to plead with you to continue the positive aspect of your campaign. Of most of the other candidates, you are one that I have not seen turn nasty, bitter, negative attacks. And I do commend you for that. This isn't an endorsement, but I commend you for the for the positivity of your campaign and dealing with issues rather than personalities. And I hope you'll continue that.
2: Well, I appreciate that. And, you know, you, you can always endorse me, Bob. There's nothing, there's nothing against me. <laughs> we've got the <laughs> Trump endorsement. We'll take the, the Bob Bernie endorsement. <laughs> um, but but no, look, I, I, I think it's important. Um, if you look at the way we've run the campaign, um, we've done mostly town halls. So we go out, we do a ton of events. We, answer questions. Sometimes we'll do three or four in the same day. Um, And I've tried, you know, obviously I've responded to some of the negative attacks against me and tried to point out differences in our record. But no, I haven't been airing negative TV commercials. I'm not trying to destroy anybody's character. I think at the the end of the day, it's disrespectful to Ohio's voters. You should want people to vote for you, not because they hate somebody else.
1: I agree. I despise the negative campaigning, particularly coming from some of the Republicans. Uh, I know we should be talking about what you're going to do in the Senate and so forth, but I want to know how your family's doing. Uh, How how old are your kids?
2: Yeah, I appreciate you asking. So we've got a boy uh, who's four, another boy who's two, and then we had a baby girl four months ago. So we've got three, three very young ones.
1: So they're not old enough to really understand the attack ads on you on TV? Because I was wondering, what do you tell your kids? Now, your wife does. How is she handling the pressures of a political campaign?
2: Yeah, you know, my wife's a really a superstar, and she, she loves me, and she's been incredibly supportive through this whole thing. Uh, she does not love the negative attacks. I mean, I'll, I'll just be honest. I think it's hard for her. It's probably harder for her than it is for me in some ways. Because sure. You know, it's it's me putting myself out there, so I, I can take some responsibility for it for her. It's it's just kind of sitting and watching somebody you love get beat up constantly. You know, it's it, it, but it is part of the process. I think she she accepts it. And you know, one of one of our good friends, one of the few people who were you know very close to in the political world, is Tucker Carlson, actually the Fox News host. Really. And uh, you know, I I was talking with with Tucker about potentially running. You know, probably about a year ago. And, uh, you know, he he affirmatively reached out to my wife and said, look, uh, if if your husband runs the campaign that I think that he will, they're going to hate him more than they hate any other candidate this cycle. And it's going to be hard and they're going to come after him. And you just have to learn to tune it out. It's probably the best advice we've gotten on politics.
1: All right. What is your first and greatest concern? Day one. If you are sworn into the Senate of the United States, what, what are some of the first things you want to deal with?
2: It, it's hard to pick just one, but I think the crisis at the southern border has to top the list. Uh, just, just an incredibly stressful thing on so many different parts of our country, right? It, it, it stresses our drug problem. It's lead, led to overdose deaths skyrocketing because you have so much fentanyl coming into our country. Uh, it's, it's stressed our healthcare and our school system. You know, it's, we've reintroduced in this country viruses and, and diseases that we thought, you know, we talk about COVID, but viruses that have been extinguished from this country for a hundred years are now reemerging, uh, in some of the southern states where you have this border crisis. You've got Mexican drug cartels doing sex trafficking across our border. I mean, this is just a really vile, uh, problem. And I think Joe Biden has invited it and made it as bad as it could possibly get. Uh, I really think that we have to do a few things. We have to finish the president's border wall, the, the, you know, President Trump's border wall. Uh, we have to finish uh, the the process of, of actually deporting people when they cross into the border illegally. Uh, and importantly, we have to make it so that these drug cartels are treated like the criminals that they are. I really think the only thing that can challenge these guys is the U.S. military. And so we should declare that organization um, a terrorist organization and go after them. I think I think those are the most the single most important issue. You have to attack it on multiple fronts. But unless you get control of of the border in this country, we're going to have long term nonstop problems for ten or twenty years.
1: All right. And uh, what about the economy? What are your you know, suggestions? It, it, in This incredible this runaway inflation. What are some of your thoughts uh, on this?
2: Well, it's it's going to get worse too, I fear. I mean, if, if immigration is top of mind, then I do think the inflation crisis is 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 number 2 and it may be number 1 by the time that I actually get there because it is it's getting worse and worse. You really to me, uh, there's so many things going on, but but two things stand out. The first is the Biden administration has just spent so much money, uh which means a, a lot of printing of money that we we don't have a lot of debt that we don't need which has driven the cost of goods through the roof. Uh, but it's also an energy problem. We have, we have skyrocketing costs of goods because, you know, gas is more expensive. Home heating is more expensive. But most of the things that we manufacture uh, are, are, you know, very energy intensive, right? It takes a lot of energy to make stuff. It takes a lot of energy to move goods from one place to another. So I think we really have to open up the American energy sector. It'll be good for people who work jobs in those sectors, and those are very good-paying jobs. But it will be good for all of us because the things we need will start to come down in price.
1: What makes you uniquely qualified to deal with those issues as opposed to some of your other uh, opponents? And we got about oh, yeah. one and you a know, half minutes.
2: So, so first is, is I am you know, a businessman. I'm, I'm not a guy who's never run for political office before. Um, you know, I'm, I'm actually, I think, the only person in the race who's not a political insider in some form or another. Uh, I know how the private sector works. And I think it's important to understand, you know, when you, when you shoot up the cost of energy, then it affects all these things over here uh, that people rely on, that people need energy for. But, but I also think that, you know, so much of what I've seen in this race um, is a lot of slogans and a lot of talking points. I think it's clear that people have decided that they the only way for them to win is to repeat the same slogans that, that we've heard for 30 or 40 years. And I think we have crises in this country that you need real substance, and you need somebody who actually believes these things and has an understanding and some ideas for how to solve them. I think if you watch the debates or you watch the way that I talk about issues, it's just pretty clear that I actually you know believe this stuff, and I actually have some ideas for how to solve the problems that all of us care so much about. Uh, that maybe is, is the single defining feature of my candidacy, is, you know, substance over form, Uh, real ideas, not just talking. And, J.D., you
1: you got 20 seconds. Tell our listeners how they can find out more about you and your campaign.
2: Sure. I'm on all social media, you know, Facebook, J.D. Vance for Senate, Twitter, you know, Truth Social, the president's new social media network. Uh, People can also read about my platform at jdvance.com. That's the main site for the campaign. I would love for people to support us.
1: All right, J.D. Vance, candidate for U.S. Senate here in the state of Ohio. J.D., you're always so available, and I do appreciate that. Thank you. Thanks, Bob. Take All care. right, we'll talk again. Bobberty Live will continue. Stay tuned.